Valentine's Day is a fake holiday, man. There's no. Wait, don't you have a girlfriend? What are you, what are you yes, doing? I do. yeah. <laughs> we say screw Friday night Valentine's. That's like so hectic. Um, we're going to do a Thursday night instead. Um, but uh, yeah, we enjoyed uh, a nice seafood dinner with a, a restaurant that was busy, but not too busy. So it was, uh, yeah, it was a wonderful evening. Um, no stress. Uh, and, you know, now we can uh, record an amazing podcast and everybody wins, right? Let's put our living stereo stylus in this groove. Welcome back to another episode of Diamond Scrubs, now proudly brought to you by DailyEsports.gg, your prime news outlet for all things gaming. My name is Ali Zaidi. I'm an esports entrepreneur and content creator for esports talent agencies and news outlets. I'm also your host, but more importantly, your boy. And as always, I'm joined by last week today esports news show host, Ravish Khanna, an esports extraordinaire, consultant, talent agent, and all around just great, great guy. Retrimble, so you know you're in good hands. A lot's been happening this week. Justin Bieber and Tame Impala released their new albums. We got our first look at the new Batman suit, of course, played by Robert Pattinson. But you know, and I know, what we're really here for, and that's that fresh, hot off the press, esports and gaming news. If you're new here and don't know how we do things, well, this is the agenda. We start off with the news rundown where we talk about the biggest news stories of the week in gaming. Then we go into our league lockdown where we get you caught up with all the latest matches and results. And finally, our PogChamp of the week segment where we each pick and talk about one fail of the week in gaming. This week in news, however, Honor of Kings, PUBG, and League of Legends all doubling their popularity this winter due to an unusual reason. Brand new info has surfaced on Riot's upcoming tactical shooter, Project A. All that and more on this week's episode of Diamond Scrubs. Of course, sponsored by DailyEsports.gg. If you want to read about anything that we talk about here more in depth, of course, head on over to DailyEsports.gg. They'll be sure to have it and they'll be sure to have a million other stories that you can spend your time on. And you know what? Let's jump into this week's news. Let's start off with something light. All right, let's start off with something light and let's start with someone light skinned Drake. Who has now... <laughs> Big shots, boy. That's Big the best shots. I've heard, bro. That was great. That was, yeah. If you haven't heard, he's signed a multi year broadcasting deal with Caffeine, uh, which is, you know, a Twitch competitor, a mixer competitor. They also have different live streams on there that don't have to do a lot with gaming but obviously gaming is their bread and butter is it though like i was looking at their content today and i'm just like um migos offset they're they're doing a lot of entertainment shows ah dude i don't know i don't know what their vibe is over there what are they i see what they're doing I think they're just trying to take a different approach. They're trying to differentiate themselves by trying to lock down all these, you know, AAA celebrities onto their platform because what Drake's uh, vision. Drake's not even streaming now. Yeah. So, so, so what he's, uh, I think he's planning to do is he's moving his co-produced show called uh, URL. I think it's called Ultimate Ultimate Rapidity. How lame. First of all, we just got to take a backseat to that. Dude. That's pretty fucking lame. The old rap league URL. Like URL is a website. 
And I'm like, yo, just give me Yo Mama back. Why don't they just get Yo Mama back? That's the OG UGL or URL or whatever this thing is called. I see Rav across the room and he just has his head in I don't know, man. Welcome back to Diamond's house where we want Yo Mama back. Get Yo Mama back. Like, why, why doesn't caffeine please, just get please, all the old energy? Yo, man, you're, 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 as you mentioned, a great, great guy. But I think you're the only person in this planet who wants your mama back. <laughs> it's like, yo, are you kidding me? Rappers, you're, it's the <laughs> generation, dog. There are some iconic, who's the who's the host? Was it Bow Wow was the host? See, the show is so forgettable, I don't care. It's, <laughs> no yeah, yo, I don't, I don't know, man. Some of those, some I of mean, those one-liners, gold. I think, I think there's a little bit of potential here, though, because as we all know, Drake is a co-owner of Hundred Thieves, and also the world-famous Ninja stream that yeah, but know, this, brought Ninja this isn't even gaming level. content. This isn't even gaming content. This is like, right. have you seen some of these clips? Like, these guys go hard, man. They go hard. Like, I'm talking N-word. I'm talking N-word, right. and I'm talking a lot of other N-words. Um, things that I can't I say. Other N-words are there. I mean, are there more N-words? So imagine if a resident white man tell me about them. <laughs> imagine, imagine you're just like, you know, think of the demographic of who watches stuff. It's like, oh, little Timmy is watching his Fortnite stream, and then all of a sudden, like, URL comes on, and, you know, people be going hard and uh yeah i mean i don't know it's it's gonna be interesting i think uh caffeine is like taking this shotgun approach where it's okay we're gonna do like all of entertainment but all of entertainment then you have to compete with people like netflix people like disney plus people other uh, streaming platforms um so i don't know uh, we'll see but just uh, a small little on caffeine so the streaming wars do continue to rage on as as they do continue to rage on Everybody wants to do something different to attract people to their channel and retain viewers. Now, really only three things retain viewers and keep people coming back. Number one, star power. Number two is entertainment. Number three, skill. You have to have one of those three things if you are to become a successful streamer. That is just the overall formula for it. And many people go for number two, which is like entertainment, that everybody can do well. So within Caffeine... They're really striking in on the whole star power and entertainment platform that they really want to build out and move forward with. Because yet again, everybody is is vying and and really crawling to to get views onto their site. They need they they need people there. They need that traffic and they need revenue going on. So I respect Caffeine for the hustle. Speaking of other hustles, those you just mentioned, Facebook Gaming as well as been hustling. Like thank you for the intro, Ali. With Ronda Rousey coming on the platform too. Now just this Thursday, she announced. That that she's that she signed an exclusive streaming deal with Facebook Gaming, and our first stream will be on February the eighteenth. So make sure to check that out uh, on on the where she'll be playing Pokemon Sword or Shield, not Sword and Silver, Sword or Shield. <laughs> Do make sure to, to tune back into Ronda Rousey's stream, as on her first stream on the eighteenth, a hundred percent of the profits and revenues will be going towards the Australian Bushfire Foundation to help support the Australian fires. As Save you know, those koalas. Exactly, Save man. Save the kangaroos. Australia continues to burn, and not like those hot fire bars dropped on on Drake's URL. URL. <laughs> Speaking of the world burning down, coronavirus has been taking. <laughs> <laughs> Man, you can't do with this, bro. Oh, 
coronavirus has been taking over in China. 60,000 people it's, have been infected. It's over Rona season, boys. It's the fucking Rona season. Crack out those crispy limes because it's Rona season. Wash your hands, everybody. That's all you got to do, man. Remember, I remember as a kid. Wash your hands. Like the, hide your wife. They, <laughs> hide your kids and hide your husbands because they're affecting everybody out there. I've heard, I've heard if you get I've heard if you get a Louis Vuitton face mask, you're uh, 55% less likely to catch the coronavirus. Yo, I heard that if you buy Gucci bags and and you use it to store all of your canned foods, you're you're probably 90% more <laughs> likely to not get to not catch coronavirus. Yo, yo, I heard that Honor of Kings has hit a all-time high in daily average users <laughs> during the week of January 30. According to what Nico is, Partners, a is, research firm that focuses on the gaming industry in Asia. Okay, what is Honor of Kings? So is this Honor some of Kings. game that you get targeted uh, like AFK Arena? Like, are you going to AFK and chill? Like, are you going to Honor and Kings and chill? Like, what? What? what is this? Honor of Kings is one of the biggest mobile games in Asia, which means it's one of the biggest mobile games in the world. So, as I said, because of the coronavirus in China, everyone's obviously been confined and quarantined into their own houses, which means people have a lot of time. And this is one of the most interesting stories that has come out this week, is that Honor of Kings, PUBG, and League of Legends are all twice as popular this time compared to this time last year. A lot of different things have been also happening such as video game companies or mobile game companies are trying out new promotions. They're switching their games to uh, free to play with in-game transactions, or they're just uh, extending sales because they know that they have people's attention now because people literally have nowhere else to go. There are these people who are saying that it's taking a, a severe mental toll uh, on them because they can't meet with their friends, they can't do anything. So the only real form of communication that they have, only form of entertainment that they have, is through online gaming. Dude, that's and, the only um, form of entertainment that they have, with with or without the coronavirus. Yeah, but it also helps, like you know, conversation and stuff because you're not just gonna call your friend and be like, "Yo, it was good," and just like talk for an hour. It gives you a reason to you know stay in touch with people. Well, I mean, like you guys could just run, you know, just like a sick game of like Monopoly, bro. No, no, we're not in that generation anymore. Maybe if it's online Monopoly. So, Ali, as you mentioned, look, honestly, this is actually such such a huge thing uh, in terms of, as you mentioned, uh, about how they only have online gaming to interact with themselves and other people. Now, on the one hand, on the business side, I respect it, you know, because it's the companies see an opportunity to make profit. But, but on the other hand, it is kind of scummy as, as they know they have a captive audience, which is unfortunate. But should they be doing this? No. Honestly, it's like, you know, do do go like a little bit easier uh, on them because they have no choice but to watch whatever you're doing and to truly spend money on whatever you're playing, right? So it's like they have to get some sort of outlet. So the fact that they're just bombarding them with advertisements and and like and, and free-to-play opportunities with, with in-game purchases... That sucks. That's super uncool because just think about it, man. If 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 you wanted to play like Fortnite, for example, can you imagine if you died and wanted to queue up again and you had to pay like four more bucks? Because like I, like after three times you died, just to queue up, that sucks. Yeah, that'd be that'd be pretty that'd be pretty awful. That's an that's an EA. We're 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 keeping that to EA, you know. We're not EA, man. Remember that. So one of the funniest things that actually came out of this is I'm not sure if either of you know of this of this mobile game, uh, Plague Inc. 
Yes. Have you heard of this? I have heard of Plague Inc. So, a lot of fun. In case Reed doesn't know or, or anyone listening doesn't know, uh, basically you, you are a virus in that game and you have to pick a point to start and your goal is to spread throughout the world and kill as many people it's, as you it's can. Like, it's like and Pandemic. Then, Did you ever play Pandemic? Like on the Mini Clip? Yeah, yeah. No, no, no. Like on Mini Clip. Oh, on Mini Clip. No. It, oh. it was this oh, like, I'm just talking about Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's uh, pretty pretty much the same you yeah, like yeah. choose your strain and like each one like if you're yeah, a bacteria yeah. or you're a parasite yeah. or like you're a virus it's almost the same yeah yeah i always got stuck i would take over the world and then like i'd get stuck on madagascar because it's an island and you could like never get to it i was pretty rattled yeah and and like plague inc is like known for being sort of you know, sensible. It's it's realistic in the way it depicts it. And because of this, Endemic Creations, the makers of Plague Inc., actually had to come out with a public statement saying people are relying on us to predict how coronavirus is going to go. And they're saying, listen, yeah, we are designed by, like, our game is designed to be realistic, but you should actually just, you know, rely on actual professional health organizations to give you the right information. Give me those algorithms. Who cares about the World Health Organization and their coronavirus. Didn't they discount their game like the first week of coronavirus? Yeah, that's yes. a good play. They did. Yeah, they discounted play game. <laughs> oh my god, that's that's crazy, man! Uh, like you, you say all these well, statements and you discount your game. That's I don't know about all that. The final part of the story is that Tencent has actually set up a two hundred and fifteen million dollar um, coronavirus fund because you know even though Tencent's own games are profiting off of this plague, on the production side, it's it's sort of slowing down the workforce. It's slowing down the updates. People can't work how they how they want to. So in that sense, they are really trying to help the situation, especially since the city itself kind of fumbled the bag. Um, they. You know, the way they dealt with the whole outbreak wasn't the best. They stopped aid from coming to the cities because they completely shut off the cities. We don't even know that, man. Like, China is so... <sighs> that is true. But we, yeah. do, we do actually know that, though. It's like, that's just like a, like a fact that's proven, especially with especially one of the doctors yeah. that was in China. But we don't want to waste... Awesome yeah, let's, virus, so let's move away from the yeah, let's, We're, let's an, anti, we're an anti-politics <laughs> podcast. So let's move on to the next topic. And we got some juicy, juicy details on Riot's new upcoming tactical 5v5 shooter, Project A. This, since its announcement, has kind of been shrouded in mystery. But now, uh, as of February 11th, Henry G, if you don't know who he is, he is someone who's a CSGO commentator. He was a professional CSGO player. And he was also one of the very, very first playtesters who worked with Valve when CSGO first came out in 2011. So safe to say that, you know, CSGO is one of his passions. It's one of the games that he's loved throughout the last decade. And he says, you know, after playing a demo, a beta of Project A, he says that this is the most fun he's had in a video game since CSGO launched. And that's saying a lot. Um... He says, well, there are a series of tweets um, where he talks about his experience and they got to play uh, one game mode. It was MR-12, essentially a search and destroy with A and B bomb sites with an attack and defense swap at halftime. Um, he says at its core, Project A is essentially a round-based five-on-five tactical shooter, most similar to CSGO. 
with better elements of class slash hero based FPS games such as Overwatch or Apex Legends. Um, and he says uh, every class has its own unique abilities that should be seen as tactical utilities instead of potentially overpowered spell slash ultimate combinations that other class based games like Overwatch suffer from. Um, he says these abilities need to be purchased at the start of the round instead of earned over time with the same ec economy reservoir and uh, as the weaponry. And this is the main point. He says the gameplay is some of the most fun that he's had in a long, long time. He says the gun mechanics are super slick and satisfying. On the build that he played, they experienced like really well-balanced and varied hitscan weapons and you know they all had their unique spray uh, spray patterns and i think that more than anything else is going to help keep the game fresh if you really feel in game that you can approach the same things with different with you know a variety of, of outcomes that's when a game is fresh and um and so yeah uh the the first look into project a is really uh really encouraging Man, I'm I'm personally all all for it. I I loved Overwatch when it first came out. I was also a very big uh, Team Fortress Two player too, back 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 in the day. So I will see yet again. Every game like that is Team Fortress Two. So let's not forget that. <laughs> that's, that's that's a big big massive fact first and foremost. So basically, Project A is just Team Fortress Two but with League characters. All right, like I'm saying it right now. <laughs> Do you see the YouTube video? They're like, we don't qualify we don't tolerate cheaters i'm like okay riot maybe All fix right, your bro, whatever you problem in league of legends so i can get out a goddamn iron how about yeah, that maybe fix your reporting like, thing too yeah it's yeah yeah maybe balance set first and then before you talk about yeah, yeah, yeah. let's not talk about cheaters um but yeah it, it looks game, good right? it looks good it looks good yeah it, I think it looks honestly really promising and like a ton Ton of fun. It reminds you of the days back when they played, you know, like Overwatch beta, and like it was just, it was phenomenal. Like, like people, although it was the most balanced, but I remember going into that new experience and being amazed and just mystified as to because because come over TF2, although some some elements were similar, but the new heroes, the new abilities, the champs, it's and the possibilities of all the team comps, it was awesome. Like I remember back in the day when you could play like just like five Winston's on uh, on yeah, on normals, and it was. It was dope. Like everybody, like every time you killed someone, you had five people saying hi there. The five, great. five, five Bastion, Bastion versus Bastion. God, ten Scott, this, the, just five the best comps, bro. Yeah, yeah. And as soon as yeah. somebody got a healer, it was over. Well, that wasn't the point, right? <laughs> it was not um, the point. All right, it's time for the league lockdown. Currently. Cloud9 still stands at the top of the league, going 6-0, with the Moros and TSM both uh, both placing second third place at 4-2. And, and there's now a four and there's now again a three-way tie for fourth place with 400 Thieves, Dignitas, and FlyQuest, both at 3-3. Three and three. And I do have to say this games these past weekend were actually really good games. Starting off with TSM, actually winning. Oh my god, they won. They're on a four-game win streak. They're doing really, really goddamn well. They picked up the pace. Uh, Dardock is actually becoming an actual early game jungler. He's making proactive plays. It's, 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 I, honestly, I'm happy, man. I'm happy Ka uh, Kabe and Biofrost are doing really well in the bot lane against some of the best bot lanes 
in the league. Cobb is performing a lot better than Ashley, uh, Ashley hoped. Bjergsen is staying as that rock overall. And also, especially since Bjergsen, Bjergsen was sick for quite some time, and he's gotten over a lot of that now. He's not sick anymore. The current LDC stand is G2 still staying at the Kings of Europe as for 6-1. To miss for the tie at number 2, with, with, tied for a three-way tie for number 2 with Origin and Fnatic, all with five games, two with losses, and with XL Esports at 4-3. and three. XL actually hasn't been doing too bad, also tied with Rogue and Mad Lions all at 4-3. and three. XL, I'm surprised at really how well they're doing because I think the coaching staff has really improved ever since, ever since the... The, the 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 previous coach for for fanatic actually went over so i think they're actually doing really really well so far but shout out to our boys at rogue though still killing it overall yo speaking of Berks, bjergsen being sick did you hear uh rogues larson call him out larson is the mid laner for rogue who's actually been snapping this year but he uh they were talking about how like uh you know it would be cool to see him versus bjergsen and msi or whatever and then he was like, yeah, I would would have been excited to play Bjergsen three years ago when I'm coming up. But now I feel I'm way better than him. Dude, <laughs> getting he's, a, he's a geezer, man. He's an old geezer. Him and Doublelift are like the the, the dads of the LCS. They're, they're, they're old dudes right now. Well, actually, you're not even, bro. It's like, uh, like, 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 like Forgiven, like who's on Shaka. Like he's 28. He's an old, he's an old, old dude. Which, by the way, he actually, he actually just stepped down of Shaka because he felt as though Shaka wasn't really made or really equipped to win uh, at all. Which is, which is actually really sad because remember back in the day, back when he was actually on, uh, he wasn't on Shaka. He was on the same team as Yankos, uh, H2K. Yeah, yeah. Back when he was on that, they actually destroyed MSI, man. He was amazing, amazing ADC. So, 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 Rav, who do you think is the biggest uh, shock? in uh league right now professional league oh, right now liquid is doing trash yeah so oh so my my thoughts was like also liquid but i'm also like okay is Shurnfire good i don't know i don't know they which haven't is, gotten brox yet brox is playing tomorrow actually, which brox just no boxer came in today no i mean yeah but he, he's playing tomorrow like he's not playing tonight we're recording yeah, no, this no, on no. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I, I actually think the biggest surprise for me this far is Cloud9's performance. Six and zero, like absolutely dumpstering people. Sven in the bot lane, like he's going for the record. He hasn't died oh, yet. Six he, games. No, no, he did. He did. I, 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 I swear, Sven died last game, man. What? The game before? Yeah, 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 yeah. Sven died, but it, it doesn't even matter because he didn't die for like five games in a row, man. It's stupid. Yeah, it's pretty bro. impressive. Does this confirm Sneaky's bad? No, 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 no. That's <laughs> Are you? But look, I honestly think he made like the best decision of his career, like stepping out at the at the right time, letting uh, a, a guy like Sven come in and and who was like obviously like hot, you know, hot in the streets. Um, and he, he's gonna have a really successful cosplay and streaming career. So I think he's he's exactly <laughs> gonna be all right. You know, I, I I do think that just the way that they treated Sneaky's exit was not okay. Where they had to make where they made him compete for the spot, a spot that he's held for almost since the inauguration yeah, of C9 into true. the LCS. Like give him a spot, but it's like don't make him the backup right away. That's like yeah, that's bad. that wasn't okay it's like because Carmel and Anthony doesn't ride the bench even if he's forty five years old. No, he does not. Oh, God, and why and why and why do they force him to honestly? 
Mm-hmm. But honestly, Loki, though, like Carmel's actually been doing like Carmel's actually been doing really well this season. But that's but this is a sports podcast. This is an but he's not riding the bench. He's not he's not riding the bench. You know. Yo, so like, what do you think? <laughs> okay, so I've been watching the LAC a lot, um, just because mm-hmm. it's on Friday. It's easier for me, dude. That is that shit is boring, man. Like, and then it's, I watch the LK. Oh my god, people be popping off. People be playing like crazy champions in different roles. I don't know. I just think like the LCS is good, but the LEC needs a little bit more, uh, you know, flair, some some fuego, some some uh, you know fire under its belt. It's like okay, let's farm for the first twenty minutes, and then maybe have like one or two picks. And then it's like maybe one or two team fights decide the whole game, and I'm like, that was the most boring game of League of Legends I've ever it's, watched. But see, that's the thing. That's that that's the way that like a lot of European LCS is played, uh, because they do they do they do genuinely take you know like like a lot slower approach to everything they do, and they play everything out more more calculated. Which is why, if you notice too, is that the LEC has a lot more detail in the production. They do way more in terms of casting, and they're a writer on the personalities. Of, of of the color commentators too in terms of what they show to the actual fans outside of actually watching in the arena too which i think in general like really helped us save the overall production it's just it's just a more entertaining cast like even though the games may not be as exciting the personalities carrying it behind the scenes at the production team and 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 the way they just the way they display this information at the game makes you feel involved something something that i can see something that I, that i say the lcs has yet to do Although more exciting games and things happening for us, but honestly, speaking of exciting, that G two Fnatic game last week, oh my god, yeah, some of the most explosive lit. stuff I've seen, man. But that's such a that's fun a, game to watch. G two, it's G two Fnatic. Like those two are like two pit bulls in a ring. They just it was such a fun game to watch, though. Well, that was your league lockdown. I hope we covered all the best tidbits of the week. Moving on to my favorite segment of this podcast. What are our pod champs of this week? I want to start. Reed, start it off, man. Take it away. Okay. Cheese it gate, baby. Shout out to my crunchers out there. Crunchers rise up. If you guys, uh, you know, were one of the 130,000 people that tuned into the first match, or sorry, the uh, second match of the Overwatch League between NYXL and New York Spitfire, you would have noticed an interesting ad that popped up in the middle of a team fight by none other than Cheez-Its, the Kellogg's specialty brand. Very sharp in flavor, but terrible in terms of production. Uh, the over Now, I, I have to give it to them. It wasn't their fault. It was the Overwatch League uh, really putting forth some NA-level production on their esports. Um, but in the middle of a team fight... This uh, banner comes up that says, it's crunch time, presented by Kellogg's Cheez-Its. And as this is happening, the commentators don't know this is happening on stream, so they continue commentating on this team fight that's happening. You can hear the crowd in the background screaming as like ultimate after ultimate is going on, and people in chat are literally snapping. They're just like, uh, you know, crunchers rise up, get those crunchers out there. Um, you know, Crunchgate, Cheez-Its, it, it, it is a massacre. So honestly, it was uh, one of the best and war- like worse is in production standpoint. That place, you know, you know, that verbal meme, verbal meme, you know, the dog like in the room on fire. 
Um, yeah, yeah, and yeah. Like, this fine. is fine. That was, yeah. Or, or even better, you do you remember that SpongeBob episode when like his brain is like going crazy and they're like burning everything? Yeah, 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 yeah. That that would that was the Overwatch production room. There was cheese its everywhere. Um, you know, people were going crazy, but uh, yo, yeah. you know what that reminds me of? It reminds me of the old David Blaine YouTube video. Do you, yeah, do you remember those? Those, yes. cheese it, yeah, 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 yeah. I remember so, <laughs> and the dude was just like, Come on, the way this is David Blaine, <laughs> David Blaine. Jesus. Oh my I god. Like he like, yo, your wife disappear. <laughs> yeah. of, course, of course, I highly recommend uh uh searching on Twitter hashtag crunch time. Um and you'll come up with some great memes because the gaming community is the best. And uh also marketing tip number two on this podcast, if I'm Kellogg's, I'm turning this into a positive. You know, DJ Khaled was like memed out of his out of his mind last overwatch grand finals when mm-hmm. he just said uh you know another one 50 times on stage and instead of you know keeping him down and being like you know that that was an embarrassment he had the balls to be like you know bring me back i, I know i was a meme but you know it would be great bring me back fortunately they did it but kellogg's take advantage of this come up yeah. with some you know sponsor the pog champ section that's what i'm saying make fun At of the overwatch grand finals throw out cheese it's Throw out Cheez Its in the middle of a team fight. Literally have <laughs> Cheez Its fly out into the crowd during the last round of the uh, last round of, of, uh, of the Overwatch Grand Finals. Just throw, throw Cheez Its at people. Just just meme it up. Just meme, make make fun of yourself, and they're gonna laugh along with you. So that's my Pog Champ. Uh, not the Cheez Its because they they paid good money for that advertising slot. It's the Overwatch Team Production, um, who you know had a little bit of a oopsie during their uh, first game of season three, which doesn't really set a good precedent moving forward. If you ask no, me. Really not. Moving on to my pog champ is just the entirety of E3 and what it's become now. I think a few years ago, it was on a pedestal. It was the gaming convention that every developer, every you know gamer used to look forward to. But yesterday, or at least, or actually a couple days ago, Jeff Keighley, the face of E3, said that he's no longer going to be part of E3. He's not going to produce E3 for the first time since its inception. This is a huge deal because, you know, Jeff Keighley is someone who's been with the company and E3 has helped propel his career onto new heights. And now he's, you know, he does his own uh, game awards and all of that. And basically he says that, in a Twitter, I guess, uh, rant, he, or not a rant, but a Twitter statement, he says, knowing what he knows about E3, he doesn't feel comfortable being part of it. Now, everyone, obviously, as soon as they heard that, were going crazy with predictions or, you know, just just thinking about, like, what he could possibly mean. Um, I think there's some insight, if you dig a little bit deeper, what he could mean by that. Um there is a difference in vision as as far as E3 is concerned and as far as Jeff Keighley is concerned, because what E3 has become and very, you know, other similar conventions like that has have become, uh, they call it a cutainment where it's you just queue up, you line up for hours and hours and you watch other people play video games while you do nothing with your time except for just stand in that one line. Um, 
what Jeff Keighley, I think what he wanted to do is something that he actually tested during the last Game Awards, where as the developers were showing off their games, gamers at home could actually play the betas of those games at the same time. So it's like everyone was involved. You didn't have to be there physically in person to be part of the experience. And I think that's sort of the 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 area where he wanted to take E3. He was thinking of it in a more global sense, whereas E3 now, um, you know, this is something that also Sony said when they dropped out earlier in 2019, where they just said, what we're trying to do as a brand, it doesn't mesh well with what E3 is trying to do. And, you know, reports have surfaced over the over the course of the last year where E3 basically said that they're focusing a lot more on influencers and celebrities, which as we all know now, gamers do not give a shit about celebrities and influencers. They don't want, you know, Wait, already what? the lines are long. Man, man's be loving those celebrities. Like, 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 like Reed. Like, like, think about it. You, you got to remember that you're from an age where you want to, where you want your mama back. Like, not many people are like you, right? Unfortunately, and most people aren't like you. I would actually argue a lot of people aren't like me. <laughs> I find. Okay, 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 guys, I get it. I'm not as sophisticated as you guys. You got mad at because Rick used URL because it sounds like a website. I don't want to hear it. Right? <laughs> like, you actually have zero say right now. Well, I'm just saying, remember, come up with a like, name like, to play Call of Duty, like I think it was last year. They were both high out of their minds. Although that was funny, but it's like, I, I'm not here to see that. Like, I've watched E3 for years and years because I want to see trailers. I want to see content. I want to see who it's I true. as a gamer, yeah. you know, I'm a gamer, hashtag gamer, can look forward. Rise to. up, boy. Exactly. Hashtag rise up. Always. And we we actually saw something like like whenever gaming companies try to do something more like media related or like you know where they're trying to go bigger than just gaming it always backfires because we saw with uh xbox one when they announced that all the way back whenever they announced that where they were trying to push it as an entertainment system rather than a gaming system and people just didn't buy it like you know gamers do not care about blowing things out of proportion about you know all this like superficial hype building uh you know elements where you just bring in influencers for the sake of bringing influencers and you think it's like putting gaming on a different pedestal like oh now we can get celebrities at our conventions no people you know we want to see trailers from developers who are passionate about what they're doing and we want to test those games out and if you can improve the convenience of people you know being uh you know these beta tests being available to more and more people then that's what you do you don't just you know, these conventions are already too crowded and you don't get a good bang for your buck, uh, according to many people who go to these conventions because you spend a lot of time just waiting. And, you know, Microsoft now is the only big player left who hasn't and dropped Nintendo. out yet. No, Nintendo dropped out in 2014. Dude, Nintendo was there last year, man. I was there. Been there last year too. And also Ubisoft, but Ubisoft's convention are usually a joke. Yeah. No, but Nintendo was there in the spirit of like they they came back they came out in 2014 and said that they're not going to be part of E3 in the same way that you know P like Sony was uh, until 2019. Even Microsoft is now taking a backseat where you know they they are at E3 but they don't have floor space. They're basically just kind of just there. Well, they have their, but their actual convention. Yeah, their actual convention is actually it happens like just next door to where E3 happens. So it's it's like even they're trying to like branch out of E3. And I really don't know what's going to happen with this once, you know, acclaimed 
convention that everyone used to look forward to. And, you know, now all like even the third party publishers are trying to move away from E3. And it's just uh, it's just sad. It's 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 not what it used to be, and it's not going to be what it used to be if they actually continue with their vision. Because um, unfortunately, so what did end up happening to for for so for far too long is that people used to create a trailer or just like a small snippet of gameplay for E3, and then yeah. and then the game would never live up to what you would see there. It was always rushed, and it would just it just never met expectations. Unfortunately, and that's like E3 really became like just just like a hype machine right. yet again. Gamers want content, not compliments. We don't want you to tell us what we want. We just want that. Like, give it to us, right? Show us what we might need in the future. Don't tell us, hey, this guy likes it, so you should like it too. We don't need all that, man. We just that's want- a that's a great way to put it. We care about content, not compliments. Yeah, Rav, what you got for us? So Aki is real short and simple, y'all. Look, there was a game that happened last week uh, in the LCS which was Team Liquid against the Golden Guardians. Golden Guardians, a bottom-tier team with players like Golden Glue uh, and and Keith on their team. The and the Team Liquid, a superpower team with players like Jensen, Doublelift, and Impact World Champions. World Champions, MSI finalists, just phenomenal players all around in the actual team. And they lost. They lost that game. Just watch it. Watch the game and see what the bottom of the barrel looks like. When you get so hype off, when you get too hype off your own sauce, this is what happens. Never get hyped every own sauce. When you drink your own Kool-Aid. When you drink far too much. So remember, kids, stay humble, hustle hard, and use your flash. And that's a great place to leave it off for this week. That concludes another episode of Diamond Scrubs. Of course, everything that we talked about here, you can go on and check it out at dailyesports.gg to keep your gaming and esports news on lock. And with that, I've been Ali, and I was joined by Ravish and Reed. And this was Diamond Scrubs. You can find us on every single major platform for podcasts. If you wouldn't mind, leave a review, leave a rating, tell us what we're doing right, tell us what we're doing wrong so we can keep continuing to improve this podcast for you. And with that, goodbye.